Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got a great guest today on Sue Matthews. Hi, Sue. Hi, how are you? So great to have you on and see you again because we had you on our television show. But Heidi, introduce the audience to Sue. Okay, well, like you said, Mom, we had Sue on our, our Open to Hope uh, television show with Dr. Wendy Lichtenthal, and you can go to Open to Hope and watch that show. And Sue is the author of the book, Paint Your Hair Blue. Uh, she is the president of the Taylor Matthews Foundation. And Taylor died at 16 of pediatric cancer, and that was 10 years ago. And she was diagnosed at the age of 11, and she was a remarkable child. So she was just an optimistic, positive child that was full of life. So Sue, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So great to have you on. And we were saying you have been a busy woman. Yeah. I know. Well, let's tell people a little bit about Taylor. Taylor was full of life from the day she was born. Cancer didn't stop her. We always said she wasn't a cancer kid. She was just a kid with cancer. Cancer was somewhat of a sideline in her life. If she were here today, she would tell you she didn't suffer, although I watched her suffer tremendously. But she just had so much spunk, was completely full of life. And always did. When she got cancer at age 11, it was a big surprise. You'd just taken her in because you thought she had just a respiratory thing or something, right? Yeah, she was just slightly short of breath doing aggressive travel soccer. So the pediatrician diagnosed her with exercise-induced asthma. I thought I was taking her to the pulmonologist for a routine exam, leaving her backpack in school. I thought we would be returning in an hour. And we found out she had metastatic cancer, and that was causing her shortness of breath because she had about, she had about 100 metastases in her lungs. Wow, that's unbelievable. And it's unbelievable that she was playing soccer and functioning so highly. As soon as the pediatrician gave her an inhaler, she went back to full sports with scuba diving, snowboarding at high altitude. All things you can't even really do with asthma. Talk a little bit about Tay bands real quick because... Uh, and about the kind of things she did at the hospital, because she went through some rugged treatments, right? She went through a tremendous amount of treatments in five years. We found out her initial protocol was 30 to 40 years old, which is now 50 years old, because the government devastatingly underfunds pediatric cancer, receiving only 4% of the National Cancer Institute's budget. Wow. So her reaction, we tried to joke and say, um, the treatment protocol is as old as daddy and I. She didn't take that joke too well. <laughs> but her initial reaction is, why are kids suffering like I am, mommy? Let's do something about it. And within the first four to six weeks, she had someone starting, helping to start a foundation for her. She called it Tay Bands, Tay after her name, and Bands because she had professionally designed headbands. She did not want it to be a school bake sale, although she thought she would raise $5,000. And we couldn't understand why she wanted to design headbands when she was bald, but we went with it. And so how much have you raised so far? Uh, about a million six, a million seven. That's yeah. amazing. Fabulous. Well, talk about the foundation and what you've gone on to do. I know you've been a busy woman. You've been to Washington, D.C. and uh, passing a bill. I advocated on the Hill for three or four years, speaking to Congress every year for over a, you know, easily a four-year period and many emails going back and forth between Congress 
and myself and, you know, doing training sessions, going back and forth. And I was just in DC last week, September's Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Oh. I was just in DC to celebrate, they called it a gold reception because gold is the color for pediatric cancer, to celebrate passage of the STAR Act, which is the most comprehensive pediatric cancer act ever passed. And that was passed in June 18. Also in August 17, the RACE Act, which will change the landscape of pediatric cancer, was also passed. The RACE Act, the costs of the RACE Act are primarily on the pharmaceutical companies. The STAR Act has not been funded. However, when we were in caucus last week, we got the underlying quote from one of the senators that it is going to go through the 2019 budget, which is oh, fabulous. what, 30 million or something? $30 million for five years. Yeah. Wow. You are saving so many lives and changing so many lives through what you are doing. I am totally impressed that you have done this. I mean, the learning curve must have been very steep. And I know the passion is there and the energy is there to do this, to drive this so that people don't, you know, so that I love what you're doing. And, and mom, to think that only 4%. 4% of the National Cancer Institute's budget is 4%. And when we were in caucus just last week, a girl who was about 14 years old raised her hand and talked to Senator McCall and said, why do you only spend 4% on us? Great and question. He had no answer. The room, it, it was chilling. Tell us uh, briefly, when you talk to people in, in, on the Hill, what kinds of things do you tell them to move them? Well, I tell my story personally and bring a picture of Taylor. This is a picture of my three daughters and the two daughters. Wow, I love that. And she was in remission. Those are yeah, best. she's always by my side. Which one's Taylor? Taylor's the one sitting down with the short hair in the pink dress. Oh, okay, on the right. Yes, her hair had grown back because she had been in remission. Yeah. Oh, you've got two puppies. Cute, cute, yeah. cute. And I know that I read that your daughters were very, very close. I know we've talked about that before, and that they've always had Taylor's back. They always had Taylor's back through all this. They really did, and it's honestly extraordinary to me how they've come out the other side. Not that they're still, they'll grieve their entire life and miss their sister, but they're really both living life to the fullest in honor of her. As I love them. Too. Love they must be so proud of you. I actually took Taylor to Germany to have a treatment that they didn't have in the United States, right? That's correct. At the time, in 2008, they did not have the treatment available in the United States. It was being tested, but it wasn't available. And they do have the treatment now available in the United States. But she had treatment both in London and in Germany. Mm -hmm. for both cases where treatment was not available in the United States. Wow. Wow. So you are seeing the whole, the whole picture of the, um, of the medication and, and cancer and all that, the whole picture for pediatrics. I wondered if you had some advice for people who have somebody who has childhood cancer, what would it be? On an emotional level, I would tell any parent with cancer or any serious chronic illness, do not show your fear. Mm -hmm. Taylor wouldn't let me cry, so my only opportunity to cry and scream really was in the shower. That was her personal belief. I think it's fine to be sad in front of your child. It's certainly fine to be sad that they're suffering. But every kid believes mommy and daddy is going to make it better. 
yeah. it gave her so much hope. She was so much more positive during treatments. I think the child has to know that the parents are still in control. Mm -hmm. I love that advice. I think that is really powerful advice, Sue, because Taylor was going through enough without having to take care of you and and your husband. And I know as a, I'm a, a you know grieving sibling, I'm a sibling that lost their sibling. And I know one of the things is when my brother died, my biggest concern was, do I need to take care of my parents? And right. even as her being sick, I could see her all of a sudden shifting focus and feeling like I've got to take care of my parents because they need me to you know do this. I love what you said going in the shower and crying and screaming, but trying to be there as much as you could for her. Now tell us also about uh, when Taylor died. Um, was that sudden? Were you expecting it or how did that go? Um, it wasn't expect, it was expected. It was some, a little bit Southern sudden. We thought maybe she would live a month or two longer. That's about it. But until your child takes their last breath, you think yeah. that there's hope. You completely do. Her lungs failed earlier than we thought they would, even though they were filled with cancer, because our plane ride over to Germany was treacherous. Wow. The hospital had not out ordered the right amount of oxygen for her. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. So what would your advice be to someone who has lost a child to cancer? The best thing if my journey of survival is 100% living the life that Taylor would want me to. She was so full of fun and spunk. I know my days that I'm sad. She's pinching me and saying to me, mommy, get over it. Mm -hmm. So I live my life the way that she would want me to. I think my family does as well. We keep her alive. We talk about her. Certainly she's alive through the foundation. And what better could I do than run a foundation to help save other children's lives when I've lost my daughter? You know, I'm so, continuing her mission. Let's talk about your book, because your book, uh, Paint Your Hair Blue, okay, hold it right there. Talk a little bit so I can see it full. How did you come up with the name, Sue? Paint Your Hair Blue. The name epitomizes Taylor. When she was, I didn't think she had connected the dots about losing her hair. Yeah. And she came out of the shower with a towel on her body and a towel on her head. And I had to tell her, sweetheart, you're going to lose your hair in about two weeks after chemotherapy starts. But I realized it was totally my anxiety. It uh -huh. wasn't hers. She took it so well. She would tell little girls in the clinic, if you're you know, five years old and want to be a princess, paint your hair pink. <laughs> a boy cut it in a mohawk. I love so, it. So in retrospect, we should have painted her hair blue. Blue is her favorite color. I want to say that the proceeds for this book go to the foundation, yeah, right? Foundation, Which yes. is fabulous. And, and how's your husband doing? He's doing well. But the whole family is actually doing really well. And you're still married. We're still married. I love to say that because, you know, there are people who want to tell us that we're definitely going to get divorced. And I'm still married and you're still married. And We've all lost the same thing, right? Right. We've lost our child very deep. So um, how do we get in touch with you? And how do people get your book? And do you need any volunteerism? Do you need any money? What do you need? Well, we always need money. <laughs> 100% of our dollars go to research funding. So we're granting. We're looking at a new grant at Memorial Sloan Kettering. And we're funding Columbia University Medical Center right now. Um, you can get my book at Barnes & Noble store on the East Coast, pretty much. 
can certainly purchase it on Amazon. You can see what the book is about and purchase it directly from us on paintyourhairblue.com. You can find the foundation on taylormatthewsfoundation.org. All it's right. available everywhere. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being uh, with us again. And we're excited and we're excited the way you're moving forward and providing so much hope. And so uh, it's just a wonderful thing to honor your daughter. Oh, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, Sue. And thanks to your children who are honoring their sister. And your husband. Yes, I love that because parents get very concerned that their kids' are, lives are going to be destroyed. And like you said, you're all living your best life for Taylor, not just for you, but in Taylor's honor. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. And we want to thank everybody for watching this show today. And we hope that you'll pass it around, put it on your side, and let everybody know about it. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God